Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly Eton, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton. That's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.myspace.com. Hear God's Word at Bethlehem.com or a podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. Wonderful, wonderful worship this morning. We want to thank Sister Tony and the choir and all those who've done such a wonderful job. Amen. William and he's done a wonderful job in the service. Amen. Amen. We're reminded of the vision for this church. And it's a vision that has to be built by faith. Amen. Amen. We visit. Yesterday, right, for right. Tommy's church, all right. They built their church by faith. All right, Amen. And, and, and some of us have seen it happen. They they didn't have a, a budget. Yes. Mm. They they built it as the money came in. Mm. My Lord. And they did it by faith. And they're doing such a wonderful job. And it's time for us to build by Amen. faith. All right, Amen. Hello, somebody. And yes, you know, sir. guess what? The, they didn't have to go to a banker. Mm-hmm. Hello, somebody. All right. They went to the, the great banker in the sky. No, Lord. My Lord. And guess what? When they're finished, and then Brother Bill and I talked about this yesterday, when they finish, guess what? They won't have a note. All right. Amen. Isn't that a testimony? Yeah, it is. I've heard of churches Amen. having a note-burning ceremony 15 to 30 years after. Mm-hmm. How about we just don't have a note at all? All right. <laughs> all right. Burn that note right now. Yeah. <laughs> it can right. be done. Yeah. Amen. All right. I'm excited to see what God is about to do. You got to get there before you get there. All right. Amen. 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 Bethlehem. Yeah. And how are we going to do it? Live it. Live it. Amen. We got to live it. Anybody want to take it? Hello, somebody. Yeah, Lord. Amen. Hello. Amen. Amen. This might be challenging you to be brave and to step out on the promises of God, and we are walking through the book of Joshua. God promised them a land, and God said that He would be with them. As a matter of fact, God told them to be brave, to be strong, but the Lord, their God, will be with them. They have to take him at his word. He said, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, and do not be discouraged. Two of Satan's greatest tools is to make us afraid to step out from the promises of God and cause us to get discouraged. Some folks are saying, aren't you discouraged because y'all hadn't done anything? But No, I'm not discouraged. All right. Because my eyes ain't on man. Yes, my eyes is on God. And every yeah. time I see God, I see that he's able. Yeah. Every right. time I see God, I see he's still the God that owns yeah. the count yes, on a thousand Every time I look, oh, that's not the sermon. It's not yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but don't be discouraged, people. Mm-hmm. Civil rights movement as we celebrate Dr. King's legacy. All right. Said, walk together, children. Mm-hmm. Don't you get weary. 
Mm. All right. Hello, somebody. Yes, sir. God is telling us, don't be discouraged. For the Lord, your God will what? Be with you. Where? Wherever you go. Praise God. If you believe that God is going to be with you everywhere you go, what would you want to do? My Lord. I want to go somewhere. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. This morning we're going to talk about time to, to thrive. To thrive. Time to thrive. We're going to be looking at Joshua 4, 9 through 12. Joshua 4, 9 through 12. Let's stand in reverence to the word of God. Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. Let's read this on three. One, two, three. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. So the place has been called Gilgal to this day. On the evening of the fourteenth day of the month, while camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, the Israelites celebrated the Passover. The day after the Passover, that very day, they ate some of the produce of the land, unleavened bread, entitled Times to Thrive, Time to Thrive. We're going to look at on or around three points. We're going to talk about the put down of Egypt. We're going to talk about the Passover of Egypt. We're going to talk about the product of leaving Egypt. Put down of Egypt, the Passover of Egypt, and the product of leaving Egypt. Mm -hmm. And we want Christians to know today that Christians should trust God to lead them from surviving to thriving. Christians should trust God to lead them from surviving to thriving. Alright. I'm really, really trying not to preach the, the whole text this morning because I'm so excited. But I want to challenge you to go back and read this whole chapter of Joshua 24 because there are some very significant things that have happened in this chapter. One of the things that you would know that has happened in this chapter is, is that it was a new beginning. It was a new beginning because all of those folk that were with them and had left Egypt they were all gone all but two men out of millions of people who originally left Egypt uh, and it was a significant time in the text because you find out uh, that God's program goes on whether man choose to obey or not. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let me say it again. God's program goes on, it goes on whether man choose to obey or not. Oh, Lord. And there was literally millions of folk who disobeyed God. Yes, sir. You're right. And God moved them all out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I was reminded of another time where God got upset with the world and God oh, moved the, uh, the whole world out of the way because folk were so wicked. Yeah. And he used the one righteous man and, and his family to perpetuate his program. So when, when you're dealing with trying to do God's program and people not wanting to obey God. You're going to have to learn to deal with transition. And you're going to have to learn to deal with keeping your eyes on the Lord. I always
always uh, use my sanctified imagination, what must it have been for Joshua and Caleb to literally uh, experience the death of millions of people? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that was, I said, that. the only way they could have made it through that time is they had to keep their eyes on the Lord. Yes, sir. I couldn't help but think that Bethlehem, we went through a, a transition period last week and some folk were transitioned out of this place. And it was very disheartening because God, I believe, was pruning us and he prunes us not to kill us. Hello, somebody. Oh, but he prunes us that we might be more righteous yeah. and live righteous. And that, and that that vine may be more fruitful. So we stand at the transition point as, like in this text, uh, are we going to obey and walk into the promises of God uh, or are we going to disobey and just be taken off the scene? I don't know about you, but I, I, I want to experience the promises of God. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, somebody. I, I want to, to know what it's like as a church to, oh, to thrive as opposed to survive. Oh, yeah. And they survived the wilderness. But in this text, last week we learned that they went over across the Jordan. But in this text, oh, we see that a whole nation of men had to be circumcised, which was a sign of the people and their hearts towards God. And a whole nation of men had to be circumcised. Hello, somebody. He, had, he, had, he cleaned the whole, the whole people out. Hello, somebody. This morning, I believe God is telling us as a church to circumcise our hearts. Hold on. Yes, sir. If we want to be thriving for the Lord. Yes, sir. Bethlehem, circumcise your heart that, that we might go from surviving to thriving. Yeah. Say to your neighbor, 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 oh, neighbor, neighbor. do you want to thrive? Do you want to thrive? Hello, sunshine. Do you want to thrive? This first video tells us uh, the story about the children of Egypt and, and we're going to be talking about the Passover and, and other things but this video tells us this story. The Bible says that we are to tell the Exodus story to our children in every generation. You shall tell your son in that day, saying, It is because of that which Adonai did for me when I went forth out of Egypt. All right. Jacob brought his family to Egypt to be with his son Joseph, who had become viceroy, second to the king of all Egypt. Over time, the children of Israel multiplied in the land of Egypt. Pharaoh feared, because the Israelites were becoming too many and too mighty. He started to oppress and enslave them as a way of weakening. The Israelites were forced to build cities, erect monuments, construct roads, work in the quarries and hew stones. Despite all this, the Israelites continued to grow in numbers. So Pharaoh passed a law that all male babies of Jewish mothers be killed. Jacob's great-grandson, Amram, who married Jochebed, had a daughter, Miriam, and a son named Aaron. Jochebed gave birth to a third child. To save him from being killed by the Pharaoh's soldiers, she placed him in a basket which she hid among the reeds at the edge of the Nile River. When Pharaoh's daughter came to bathe in the Nile, she discovered the baby. She called the baby Moses, which means drawn from water, and decided to raise him herself in the palace. She hired the baby's mother, Jochebed, to be his nurse. As Moses grew, Jochebed taught him about his Jewish heritage. The suffering of the enslaved Jewish people increased. Amen. Amen. So we come to this text having to know what went on back in Egypt. For verse 9 says, Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will, I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. So that this place has been called Gilgal to this day. 
You see, you have to know the history as we are celebrating Dr. King's birthday on Monday. Oh, we have to know the history of what happened oh, back then, especially of us in the new generation. And we, we, we have to know the history to really be able to celebrate uh, his birth. Amen. And the children of Egypt had to know the history. You have to know what went back on in, in Egypt to understand the text because God said that today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Wait a minute, Lord. It's been 40 years and we've been wandering in the wilderness. Oh, and you're saying that there's still reproach about Egypt upon our lives. Yes, there's still reproach after 40 years. And God is saying that after 40 years, I've got to take away the reproach. What was the reproach? Well, God had to take them from a slave mentality and had to teach them what it would be like to become a nation. Oh, he had to take them. Oh, from having, again, a slave mentality. Oh, and because he was raising up a nation. Hello, somebody. And today, God wants to take away the reproach from some of you here today. Some of you, your reproach has to do with the family that you grow up in. And your mama and even your daddy said that you'll never be anything. Oh, and God says, I've got to take away uh, that reproach. I've got to take away uh, that mindset. Uh, because if you believe uh, what your mama told you, or uh, if you believe uh, what your daddy told you, you'll never become uh, the nation that I called you to be. Uh, oh, God knows how uh, to take away uh, the reproach. Some of you, oh, you think uh, that you can't be nothing. Hello, somebody. Some of you think uh, that you can't, uh, oh, succeed. Some of you think uh, because you didn't know your daddy. Oh, and somebody here today, God says, uh, I've got to take away uh, the reproach uh, of you not knowing your daddy because uh, that's holding you back. Uh, oh, because you've got daddy issues. Uh, oh, and God says, uh, oh, he has to take away the reproach uh, of not knowing your daddy. has to take away the reproach uh, uh, of being around uh, a mother that didn't know how to give you love because she was pregnant at 16 when she had you and she was a child herself and she didn't know how to love you the way she should have been able to love you and as a result oh she never hugged you as a result she never told you that she loved you as a result and if somebody here you got to have that reproach taken away because you grew up in a family oh but your mama and daddy had a favorite and he did everything or she did everything for that favorite and they basically ignored you oh in the same way God had to take away the reproach of a little old boy named David oh because when the oh the prophet came oh to anoint a king his daddy oh didn't think about that little old boy back there with the sheep his daddy didn't think about him his daddy brought oh the oldest Oh, and put him in in line in succession. Oh, and it didn't think about him, but God had to remove the reproach. Somebody's in here. Oh, and God says, I've got to remove your reproach. I've got to heal you of your past. Because what you went through in your past is not indicative of what you're going through now. Somebody here today, oh, you may have been marred, marred in your past. Somebody did something to you in the dark and you never told anybody but it's affecting you today. And that's why you're all depressed. That's why you're that's why oh you have headaches and heartaches because of what somebody did. Somebody listen at the sound of my voice. It's not that nobody knew about what they did to you in the dark but nobody did anything after you told them what they did. And God says this morning, I've got to remove that reproach because the devil tried to kill you, but the devil is alive in Jesus' name. God says this morning, I've got to remove your reproach. Nobody thinks that anything good can happen from you. Oh, 
old because of your past. And God says this morning, oh, I'm removing all the last 40 years of your experience. I'm removing your slavery and your slavery mindset. I'm removing all your wandering in the wilderness. I'm removing your 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 Kakuna uh, Matatama issues because there's somebody up in here Akuna Matating around. Oh, just like that little lion that was born. Oh, the son of a king and wanted to hang out with folk that wasn't going anywhere, that wasn't doing anything, that was not teaching him how to accomplish his royal lineage. That's somebody in here. You've been holding back on the Lord. You've not wanted to be everything that God tells you that you should be. It may be a calling oh, to the ministry. God said, I'm removing that reproach today. You think you can't be used of the Lord. You think that there's nothing good about you. But God says the devil is a lie. I am about to remove your reproach. Yes, I can use somebody just like you. As a matter of fact, I've got a history of using folk who can talk. I've got a history of using folk that don't take their words like Paul who called himself the cheapest of self. I've got a history and God says that he's about to remove your reproach. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, God is about to remove your reproach and cheat us neighbor. And this really hit me hard in regards to us as a church because there's some stuff that has happened up here or there's some stuff that's happened out there from folk in here and it has caused us as a church to have reproach. Hello somebody and we hear it oh, all the time. Oh I don't want to be a part of that church because there's hypocrites in that church. Oh you know what you've heard me say it a time or two before. Yes there's hypocrites in this church. Oh as a matter of fact anybody that walk on two feet are hypocrites. We all say some stuff and do something different. Hello somebody. But God says oh Bethlehem I'm about to remove your reproach. What folk have been saying about you out there I'm about to remove your reproach. And she, go ahead and give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. Oh, give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. I don't care what has happened here in the past. God says, I've got a future for you. And that future means if you step out on faith, you can go from surviving to thriving. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, I'm done with the past. In Jesus' name, say to your other neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, this one thing I do is what? Forget about the past. In Jesus' name. Hello, somebody. And I press on, yes, towards the mark of the upward call in Christ Jesus. Yes, Lord. That excites me. God is moving, regardless of what I went through. Hello, some God is removing my reproach. And one of the first things that he had them do was to circumcise them. God says, circumcise your heart. And once they circumcise their heart, God removed their reproach. And once God put down Egypt, they began oh, to remember what God did in Egypt. Hello, somebody. Which means we forget all the bad things in our past. But always remember what God has done in our past. Hello, somebody. See, 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 the devil wants, wants you to remember all the bad stuff that has happened in your past. And wants you to dwell on that. But God wants you to remember for what he did for you in your past. Tell somebody. And this is the Passover as we enter into that next point, this video. When Moses was 80 years so, old, his brother Aaron was 83 years old. They entered the palace of King Pharaoh to deliver a message. The God of Israel said, 
Let my people go, that they may serve me. Pharaoh did not believe in the God of Israelites, and he refused to let his Jewish slaves go free. When Pharaoh continued to refuse to liberate the children of Israel, Moses and Aaron warned him that God would punish both him and his people with plague. Finally, at midnight on the 15th of Nisan, all the firstborn in the land of Egypt began dying, including the firstborn of King Pharaoh, exactly as Moses had warned this time, Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said to them, Arise, go out from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go. Serve God as you have said. Go, and bless me also. The Jews departed in haste. They assembled in families or groups to eat the roasted Passover lamb and the unleavened bread. Then, after the sun rose on the fifteenth day of the Hebrew month of Nisan, the Jewish nation rose together to lead the land of Passover, recounts the birth of the Jewish people as a nation whose ultimate goal is to be a light under the name. Amen. The Passover of Egypt. Mm -hmm. On the evening of the 14th day of the month, while encamped at Gilgal, on the plains of Jericho, the Israelites celebrated the Passover. And the Passover was the ultimate time where God would illustrate his power to deliver. Because God had done so many other plagues that didn't change the Pharaoh's mind. But when it came to that night of the Passover, when that death angel touched every firstborn in Egypt, and every firstborn died, that, that changed and liberated the people of God. I'm just interested, with every firstborn person, uh, man here today, would you please stand? First, firstborn man, firstborn man. Can you imagine what happened? Mm, all right. <laughs> Look at him. Lord, jeez. Mm. Wouldn't that get our attention if mm. God took the firstborn? All right. Mm. Yes, sir. Woo. Lord, may that not be. Oh, yeah. Mm. And crippled a nation. Yeah. And, and, and as a result, God says, I'm taking away the reproach that happened in Egypt. Oh, but you got to remember... Oh, what I did to deliver you in Egypt. All right. You've got to remember the Passover as you're about what God did back then. And why would it be important for them to remember what God did back then? Even when a generation died off who saw what God did back then but disobeyed, didn't. Hello, son. All right. Oh, God's program is God's program, whether you believe it or not. All right. Yes, sir. God's program is God's program, whether you believe it or not. Yeah. And if you don't want to obey, guess what? He will oh, raise up a, a generation of folk to set out in their promises of God, and you are there to see what happens. Hold on. But he'll use the testimony of what happened well, uh, for somebody that never saw God work that way. Ooh, that's, right. deep, that's deep. Somebody yeah. understand yeah. this on the way home. Wait a minute. There was a generation of folk who were there and they saw it and they were set free. But that generation did, but that generation didn't get to walk out in the promises of God. But God told the new generation, hey, they had to circumcise them. The men had to circumcise themselves. Oh, really? Which is New Testament term for circumcising their heart and obey God completely. And God used the memory of Himself. Oh, for that next generation. All right. Yeah. Let me say that again. Some of y'all ain't getting yeah. There was a generation who saw what happened, yeah. but didn't walk out into the promises of God. Yeah. And they died off. And God used the memory, the Passover, of what happened to motivate this next generation to go out and take the land. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Which means, uh, 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 
that means a lot to us. It means I don't have to have seen it for myself. That's right. All I have to do believe. is believe. Uh, somebody, amen. somebody, y'all not getting me. Say to your neighbor, 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 you're not getting me yet. Let me explain this way. I didn't see God create the world. Yeah. I wasn't there. Right. But the book says he did. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Yeah. And because I believe it. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Yeah. God can take what I believe. Yeah. And do something new. Yeah. And miraculous. And incredible. Yeah. And marvelous. Oh. I wasn't there at the Red Sea. Yeah. I didn't see it for myself. Oh, but it's in the book. Yeah. And if I believe that I can know that our God oh, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. Yeah. And I, if I believe it, then He can make a way out of no way for me today. Hello, somebody. Oh, you're still not getting it. I wasn't there when the blind men said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. But I read it in the book. And if I can believe it, then guess what? Then God can hear me till my eyesight. Hello, somebody. I wasn't there when I saw, when I heard the mouth. That woman pressing her way through the crowd. Oh, saying that if I could just touch the hem of his garment, then I can be made whole and well again. I went there to see it. But if I see it in the book and can believe it, then God can touch my body and make me whole and well again. I would not sight of the tumor when Lazarus said, Lay that day. I wasn't there myself, but it said it in the book. And Jesus stood outside of that tomb and said, Lazarus, come forth. And he came forth. And I, if I can believe it, hello, somebody, he can do it for me today. In other words, the Passover just does not just represent what God did in the past, but the Passover represents what he can do in the future. Hello, somebody. your divisions out of Egypt. Celebrate this day as a lasting ornament, ordinance for the generations to come. If God could pass over Egypt, he could pass over the Amorites and the Hittites. Hello somebody. Those nations in the land. If if, if, if God passed over, hello somebody. He could pass over Goliath. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. 
and those army from yeah. there. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Yes, sir. Y'all not shopping with me this morning? All right. All right. <laughs> Right. But you'll get it on the way home yeah. if you haven't got it yet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And here's where I get the title. Going from surviving to thriving or time to thrive. Yeah. It has to do with this next part of the text. We'll look at this video and then we'll close it off. says in the text. The text says in verse 12 that the manna stopped the day after they ate the food from the land. And there was what? No longer any what? Manna for the Israelites. That year they ate the produce of Canaan. Now that may not mean much to you. But it meant a whole lot to them. All right. Because, because of what? Because of what? Somebody's touching on it, but you're not brave enough to say it. <laughs> Tell me why. The promise was fulfilled. Okay, thank you. <laughs> the promise was fulfilled. The <laughs> they would be able to eat the fruit of the land. Amen. Now, was the fruit of the land as good as manna? Y'all biased. Y'all know they didn't like that manna. They complained about that manna. As, as a matter of fact, the, the, the meaning of the Hebrew word for manna is what? What is this? Literally. <laughs> what, what is this? <laughs> what the, when God provided that they, they didn't like manna, they were tired of manna. They didn't like that manna. As a matter of fact, they complained so bad that God allowed them to really eat one time. And then what do they do? They ate themselves sick. Right. <laughs> Hello, somebody. They did not like the manna. That's like uh, having a, like some of you back in the day, you, you had to live off Roman news. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Some of you. Some of you say today is the day. <laughs> now I eat manna uh, uh, Roman noodles today, but I don't live off of it. All right, right. It's different. 
And a lot of people who went to college back in the day, oh, that first generation that went to college, they went to college, but they were broke. Hello, somebody. And they had to be concerned about what, what they were going to eat. And a lot of them said, well, we had to eat that spam. <laughs> what is this, man? What is this? What is this? <laughs> they didn't like the matter. Hello, somebody. And again, as our Bible teacher told us, the whole basis of the promise of the land, the land was flowing with milk and honey. It was what, what you had to eat, what you were desiring and delight in eating. So the best way I, I could term it that what happened on this day was that they got off of welfare. Go off. Hello, somebody. They got off of welfare. Now, anybody who's been on welfare and and welfare is dangerous because we raise generations of folks that's on welfare and they don't like to work. The Bible says you don't work, you don't eat. So All right. that's that's a whole other issue. But somebody's had to have it just to make it, and they and they went out and they got a job and and, and now they can afford to to eat. Hello, somebody, some real food. Some of that uh, some of that stuff. My wife gave me. What was it called? Filet mignon. Yeah. Is that what it is? Wait, what is that? Boy, that stuff, ooh, it melts in your mouth. <laughs> and not in your hand. <laughs> I think it's a cut of steak. Give me some kind of steak cut. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, what is this? <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> uh, they, 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 they went, oh, from, from having to eat. Oh, uh, another way to say that manna was, uh, it's, it's like flakes, not a lot of people like those frosted flakes, but the unfrosted flakes. Having to eat that every day. Unfrosted flakes every day. Woo. So when they got into the land, they went from survival mode to thriving because God would enable them to do what? To eat the product, they ate the produce of Canaan. Hello, somebody. And Canaan was the promised land. This was the beginning where they would go from surviving and wandering in the wilderness and eating that manna to thriving. Oh, God would take them. Oh, and He was making them a nation. He says, Now you had enough faith oh, to get on the chip of what I promised you because you made those steps of faith. Now I'm going to show up, show up, and show out. You decided on Bethlehem to oh, circumcise your heart. You decided oh, to remember who I was in the past and believe that I could do for you oh, in the future what I've done for many in the past. And because you've done that, now it's time for me to continue to show up and show out. Because right now you get to eat the fruit of the land. Hello, somebody say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor, it's time for you to eat the fruit of the land. Hello, somebody. It's time for you to step out in the promises of God. Yeah, all right. Hello, somebody. Amen. That encouraged my heart. But the only way they got there is that they had to step out by faith. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, 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 it's time to take a walk. Step out on faith and God can take you from surviving to thriving. How many in here just like to survive? I I know that that some of our poets uh, say that I'm a survivor. I don't just like to survive. Come on. Hello, somebody. I like to thrive. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, become a thriver. Become a thriver. In Jesus' name. Jesus' We've run out of time. All heads bowed. Deacons, will you come? Christians, you're praying as we respond to the word of God. I'm so glad that Jesus
just didn't survive. See, because the very way that he would have to thrive was that he and that garden of Gethsemane would have to submit to God's will and say, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. And when he said that, that's really when he began to thrive. But you say, preacher, oh, being beaten and being mocked and being scorned doesn't sound like thriving to me. Oh, and that's not necessarily the tribal point, but in a way it was because Jesus was born to die. And, and because he was born to die, Oh, during that death march, there was time of him beginning to thrive. They marched him through the streets of Jerusalem and nailed him to that cross. And you said, preacher, that doesn't sound like thriving to me. But Jesus was born to die. Hello, somebody. And when Jesus gave up the coast, oh, that's when he began to thrive. Because he was born to die. And when he stayed dead that first day, he was thriving. When he stayed dead that second day, he was thriving. But the Bible says that that tribal went from death to life. Because on the third day, he got up with all power in his hands. I said, he got up with all power in his hands. And that's when he began to Hello, somebody. Somebody's here today. Oh, you've been going through, and you say I'm tired of surviving. I've been through so much on my own, and I don't even have a home to call my own. And God is saying here today, if you don't know Jesus, you've got to stop surviving and give your life to Jesus Christ so you can in this life and if you're here today and you don't know Jesus come before the church and say church I want to give my life to Jesus Christ because I believe that he's the son of God and that he died for my sins and was buried and raised again on the third day and kind of with all power in his hands. If you can believe that today, then today you can start to thrive in Jesus' name. There's somebody else here today. You don't have a church home. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. Before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life, get right with God, to stop smoking and cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. 
because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. With love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. You're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China. We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home, a baby born. Needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. Thank you for must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart, if if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life. We just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build, a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.